Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better-than-okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello, humans. It's your host, Corey, and today we're going to talk about abandonment. And I'm already worried that this might be a long episode because... There's a lot to say about abandonment, (laughs) and not just because I absolutely have abandonment issues that I've been working with for a long time, but also because there is a lot of different layers to abandonment. In fact, there's six different kinds that I want to talk about today, and also, even more importantly, how we tend to abandon ourselves as adults. That's a big one. So abandonment refers to the act of leaving or forsaking someone. And this usually results in feelings of loss or rejection or being left alone, left out in the cold. There are different types of abandonment that can occur in various contexts. And like I said, I'm going to focus on six types of abandonment today, including self-abandonment. But before I get into that, you might be wondering why is recognizing abandonment issues so important? Why does it even matter that we know if we're abandoned? And why does it even matter? If we were abandoned, why not just get over it and brush it aside? And my answer to that is I don't know anyone who has dealt with abandonment who has not felt the effects of that abandonment. It is a core wound. So there's something about being human that requires we are not abandoned. And when we are abandoned, it can have profound emotional and psychological effects on us. That is absolutely for sure. And some of those common side effects that many people experience as a result of abandonment include trust issues. We can have difficulty trusting other people. We may struggle to develop new relationships, or we might be constantly suspicious of other people's intentions. So for example, for a long time, I had a really hard time developing close friendships because I expected people to leave me. I expected people to not really be there for me when I needed them. And that was because my parents had not really been there for me when I needed them. So it definitely creates trust issues. And similarly to that, it creates attachment difficulties. So abandonment in early childhood can disrupt the development of secure attachment bonds. And attachment bonds are a whole thing. I definitely feel like there's a whole episode there. (laughs) But basically, we as humans form bonds with other people. That's kind of how we do it. And it starts when we're born. The first people we bond with are our caregivers. And so when that bond is disrupted in any way, it leads to difficulties in forming and maintaining healthy relationships later in life. It basically messes your whole life up if your attachment bond is is compromised when you're a baby. So because of how our caregivers treated us when we were very, very small, the way that they interacted with your crying, the way they addressed or did not address your needs, that determines an attachment style. 
It's based on those interactions. And then we continue to play out that sort of style with other people all throughout childhood and adulthood. So it's really interesting stuff. But basically, abandonment is one of those things that can interrupt our ability to form strong, healthy attachments to other people. Being abandoned also affects our self-esteem because we feel like, obviously, you left me because I'm the problem. You know, when my parents weren't there for me, I absolutely felt like it was because of me. Like, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. And these kind of experiences, they tank the self-esteem. They completely obliterate our self-esteem, our self-confidence, our sense of self-worth. When people who are supposed to love us leave us, we feel like, you know, we're the problem. And so abandonment can create this fear of being rejected, of being left behind. It can make us hypersensitive to signs of rejection. We might have a really intense fear of being abandoned again. So I've mentioned before in some of the other examples from other episodes, I had a really hard time in the first many, many years of my relationship with Kim, which is when we would get into an argument about something. Not abusive, just normal, healthy argument about maybe socks on the floor or <laughs> I don't even know, but just normal arguments. The reaction in me was so visceral. I was like, well, I've got to find a divorce attorney now. <laughs> and that was definitely like my abandonment issues because I just assumed that because we had had this argument, this very benign everyday relationship argument, that it meant that she didn't love me anymore and she was going to leave me now. And that was not something that I would necessarily have been thinking or feeling had I had the ability to form a secure bond with someone as a child if I had not been repeatedly abandoned as a child. Abandonment also creates emotional instability, so it can make us have mood swings or difficulty regulating our emotions. We can experience really intense emotions like anger, sadness, or anxiety, or loneliness or isolation. These profound feelings are coming from our disconnection with other people. And so, for example, I definitely felt like I was the only person in the world that I could rely on in my life. And even now, after a lot of work on myself, I still find myself believing from time to time in more subtle ways. Oh, I can just do that myself, or I don't want to bother her with this, or I don't want to bother them with this. I'll just do it myself. When it's not a bother, like I could totally just ask someone to help me with something. But, you know, now I have this kind of hyper-independence because I was abandoned. So I can't trust other people to take care of me. So I must be hyperly isolated and really independent, almost to a fault. On the flip side, it can also create dependency issues. So some people, when they experience abandonment, they develop this pattern of dependency in their relationships. So they'll cling to other people out of fear of being abandoned again. They might have difficulties being self-reliant because they never had the opportunity to develop that sense of autonomy in a healthy way. And I actually have a whole episode on codependency, so you can go back and listen to that. And it talks about the ways that abandonment affect us basically when we love someone who is an addict or an alcoholic. Because my mom was an addict and an alcoholic for many, many years. And I developed this codependent relationship with her as a result. So it, it created a certain dynamic. There are certain relationships that create these dynamics where, you know, you try to save them or they disappear on you. And so you cling even harder. And it's, it's a whole thing. So you can definitely go listen to that if you want to. But in short, abandonment does create dependency issues or hyper-independence. It can go either way. Abandonment also is linked to a lot of mental health issues. So this could be depression, anxiety, 
PTSD or borderline personality disorder, basically because abandonment messes you up. <laughs> like abandonment messes us up. There, I said it. It messes us up because it makes us question everything. I mean, it makes us question reality. What was supposed to happen was we were supposed to be loved and cared for by the people who were put on this earth to love and care for us, and it didn't happen. It just didn't happen, and that means that the world did not work the way it was supposed to. And now we can't believe anything. We can't trust anything. A lot of mental health issues can stem from this experience of abandonment. And I want to be clear that it's not just physical abandonment that can mess with you. So there are actually many different kinds of abandonment. I'm just going to talk about six today. So there is physical abandonment, which is when someone physically leaves you or they desert you, meaning that, you know, they're not present with you at the time. And some examples of physical abandonment include parents abandoning their children. It could be partners or spouses abandoning their person. It could be elderly people being left in care facilities without any kind of visitation or emotional support, or it could even be they're still in the home, but their family doesn't take care of them and just kind of leaves them for extended periods of time. It could be parents kicking their kids out. So for example, unfortunately, 28% of LGBTQ youth report experiencing homelessness or housing instability at one point because their parents have abandoned them. They've kicked them out of the home. It could be a family member leaving someone with a disability or an illness without taking care of them. It could be leaving a friend stranded, not showing up when you were supposed to or when they needed you. And this is all on top of kind of this more, I guess we should say, stereotypical vision we have of abandonment, which is like someone left you somewhere and they never came back. Or maybe someone went out for a pack of cigarettes and never returned, that kind of abandonment. So there are many other ways to physically abandon someone. But physical abandonment is not the only way that you can be abandoned. You can also be abandoned emotionally. Emotional abandonment happens when a person's emotional needs are not met, when someone withdraws their emotional support and connection. And this can lead to feelings of loneliness and rejection. It can mess with our ability to be stable emotionally or secure in our relationships. And some examples of emotional abandonment are someone withdrawing their affection or their emotional support without any explanation. It could be someone ignoring or dismissing their friend's feelings. It can be parents consistently neglecting or refusing to nurture their children. It could be a partner shutting down and refusing to communicate or address relationship issues. It could be a friend constantly canceling plans or failing to show up when someone needs them. It could be dismissing or mocking someone's vulnerability or emotional expression, making them feel very invalidated. It could be failing to provide any kind of emotional comfort during times of grief or loss, just leaving people hanging when they need it, or ignoring a family member's emotional distress or not providing a safe space for them to express their feelings. Basically, anything that creates that emotional disconnection, that sense of isolation, that deep feeling of loneliness. And the best example I can think of for emotional abandonment has to do with my father. He never physically abandoned me that I can remember. <laughs> Lucky for him, I don't remember if he physically abandoned me. 
but he did often emotionally abandon me. And he did that by refusing to acknowledge my pain. So if I tried to express that what he was doing was abuse, he would be like, oh, you don't know how good you have it. You know, you weren't beaten like this the way I was as a kid, X, Y, and Z. So he would invalidate my feelings. Or if I accomplished anything, he'd be like, oh, it's because you're like me. But if I did something he didn't like, it'd be like, oh, it's because you're like your mother. So there's always this invalidation of my accomplishments as well. He would also mock me or ridicule me if I expressed any kind of vulnerability, like crying or being upset about something. He would also withdraw his affection or support as a form of manipulating me to get certain behaviors or responses from me. So like he would give me the silent treatment or he would try to find ways to kind of emotionally punish me in order to elicit a sort of response from me. So there's also relational abandonment, and relational abandonment is when someone experiences the end of a relationship. It can be a romantic partnership or a friendship or a family bond, and it's usually perceived as desertion or neglect or disengagement by that person, which leaves them feeling abandoned or rejected. So some examples of relational abandonment is if someone was to end a long-term relationship with you and they didn't tell you why, like there was no closure, there was no explanation. Getting cheated on is also relational abandonment. Cutting off contact with a close friend or family member, that can be considered relational abandonment. If someone is not doing their familial duties or their responsibilities, such as providing financial support or emotional support to their dependents, that's a form of relationship abandonment. Parents severing their ties with their adult children because they don't agree with them or for personal reasons or parents abandoning their kids because they're gay, for example. Ghosting someone in a romantic partnership, just abruptly ceasing all communication, disappearing. Or if a close friend suddenly withdraws from the social circle, they stop talking to people, they don't explain why, they just kind of disappear. All of these are ways in which people can abandon you. So I just want to kind of give the sense that it's not just always parents, right? It's also other people. Sometimes it's colleagues or it's boyfriends or girlfriends or partners or spouses, or sometimes it's friends. You know, abandonment can come from anywhere. (laughs) I don't want to make you paranoid. It's like anyone can abandon you at any time. But it's basically any connection that you had or feeling that you had with someone and then they just broke it off and then they didn't tell you why. That's going to create a sense of isolation and heartbreak or even if they quote tell you why but it's not a great example like it's not remotely acceptable the way that they've described it there's also spiritual abandonment so spiritual abandonment refers to a sense of feeling disconnected or forsaken by one's community so this could be a religious community or it could be a spiritual community anywhere where you were supposed to belong and then you were cast out you're definitely going to feel abandoned in that situation you might even have a spiritual crisis and leave yourself so it might not be that they physically ejected you from the group it might also be that you kind of had a crisis and you left as well but maybe let's say you you believe in a higher power and you always felt protected by that power but then something terrible happened and you don't feel safe anymore And so you feel like your higher power wasn't there for you when you needed it. In that case, would feel spiritually abandoned. Other examples of spiritual abandonment are feeling disconnected from your religious or spiritual beliefs. It could happen when you leave a religious community or congregation willingly or you feel cast out by them. So, for example, I know quite a few Christian members of the LGBTQ community. 
And they've had this experience where their church found out that they're gay and they're not allowed to go there anymore. They're kind of were treated differently. And so they felt abandoned, right? They were kicked out of those communities because of the, quote, conflict of belief. And so feeling abandoned in that way by the community or feeling like your higher power did not show up. And so now you're questioning your faith. That's another kind of abandonment. But the sixth or most important one that I really wanted to make sure that I touched on today is self-abandonment. Self-abandonment is so destructive. And it's basically when someone neglects or ignores their own needs, their own desires, or their own well-being. They give up on themselves. They reject themselves or denounce themselves in order to be loved and accepted by other people. And in order to be loved and accepted by other people, maybe they just give up all their boundaries or maybe they sacrifice their own happiness for someone else's or maybe they don't take care of themselves, they take care of other people instead. And if you came from an abusive or neglectful environment, if that was your situation, it's highly likely that you had to abandon yourself in order to survive. Like you had to cut yourself down in order to get through that situation, in order to try to squeeze out any ounce of love from those people around you. I mean, that's definitely what I had to do just to get my dad to meet my physical needs. I had to compromise myself so much. There were so many rules. There were so many things I wasn't allowed to do that I couldn't do. And I'm not talking about like having a strict parent, like curfew or something. I'm talking about I wasn't allowed to be gay and I wasn't allowed to be assertive and I wasn't allowed to speak my mind and I wasn't allowed to ask that he not abuse me. I wasn't allowed to, you know, things that are basic human rights. I had to suppress and reject a lot of myself in order to get care from him. And it was similar with my mom, but in different ways. She never asked me to be anyone other than who I was, which was great and probably the reason why I felt so much freer when I was with her. But because she was so chaotic in the way that she lived, I still had to give up a lot of things in order to be with her. My sense of safety, my sense of stability, my sense of preservation, (laughs) things like that. I still had to sacrifice of myself in order to have her in my life growing up. And so other examples of self-abandonment could be neglecting our self-care in favor of other people's, ignoring our personal boundaries in order to get other people to like us, making excuses for the people who use or abuse us, failing to advocate for ourselves or to express opinions or preferences because we don't want to get into a fight or we don't want to be disliked, engaging in self-destructive behaviors. So my bulimia was definitely self-abandonment. The phase that I went through when I was cutting myself, that was definitely self-abandonment. Relying too much on external validation or approval instead of believing that you, your own opinion of yourself, is what matters most. That's definitely self-abandonment when you care more about what other people think of you than what you think of yourself. Ignoring your goals or your dreams or your aspirations in order to conform to other people's expectations. That was definitely one that I had going on with my dad. That was self-abandonment. Sacrificing your own happiness or fulfillment in order to keep yourself from being alone or abandoned. All of these things are considered self-abandonment. And there's so many reasons why we abandon ourselves. It can either be because we have low self-esteem, we just don't feel worthy or deserving of that love and prioritization. Maybe we're afraid of being judged. Maybe we have perfectionism. Maybe we have people-pleasing tendencies. Maybe we never had the chance to develop 
healthy boundaries. Definitely my parents were traipsing all over mine. <laughs> so I had no idea what a boundary looked like for decades. Maybe trauma, abandonment trauma made it impossible for us to connect with our emotions, with our needs, to even understand what we needed from other people. Being afraid of being rejected by other people, or maybe we were forced into a caretaking role and so we just have no room for ourselves in our lives. Or sometimes it's internalized shame, like we don't believe that we deserve to be loved as we really are, that will cause us to continue to abandon ourselves. Maybe it's past relationship patterns, unhealthy relationship dynamics. Again, not just parents, but other people, maybe toxic romantic relationships, toxic friendships. That lack of self-trust, if we didn't trust other people because they abandoned us, we might also not trust ourselves. So if we don't trust ourselves, we're not going to trust our own abilities, our intuition, our judgment. We're going to be looking for other people to tell us what to do because we don't trust our own view of the situation. That also stems from abandonment. And so what do we do about it? I mean, if you know that you have abandonment issues, or at least you suspect that maybe you've got abandonment issues, how do we start to process that? How do we start to overcome it? And good news, bad news. <laughs> good news is absolutely abandonment can be worked on and you can start to heal your trust with yourself and heal your trust with other people and it can be overcome. That's the good news. The bad news is, is that sometimes it takes a lot of time, a lot of self-reflection. It requires support and that can be really discouraging in the beginning because it feels like nothing's happening, you know, that you still feel this way. And at least me, I'm always discouraged when things take time. I'm like, what is taking so long? <laughs> Why can't this just be done already? And abandonment is one of those really big, all-pervasive issues where it really just takes time to unpack it all and to figure out all the places where the abandonment issues have been hiding and which different aspects of our personality and our relationships. And, you know, it's sneaky. It's like hidden everywhere. And so you'll think that you fixed all your abandonment issues and then, you know, you'll make a new friend and you'll hang out four times and you'll be like, this is amazing. I have a new friend. And then they stop talking to you and suddenly, boom, abandonment issues back. And you're like, oh, my God, where did that one come from? I've never had an abandonment issue around a friendship before. Why is this even here? And so it can take a lot of time to process. But there are some things that you can do to start yourself on that journey. And so one of the first things is, of course, recognizing and acknowledging that you have abandonment issues. So if you can acknowledge that you're dealing with abandonment issues, that they're impacting your thoughts, your feelings, and your relationship, just that awareness is an amazing first step toward healing. Because there are so many people, my parents included, who just did not realize how their own abandonment issues were destroying their relationship with me and the other people in their lives. You can also start to explore the root causes of your abandonment. So this would be a great journal activity in which you go through your past experiences, your past relationships, and you start to look at the events or the patterns that may have contributed to your abandonment issues. And in addition to the journaling, you can do this with a therapist. I certainly started there. I had Dr. Art. You can discuss this with a trusted friend if you wanna go that route. But definitely looking at why you have abandonment issues might help you to better understand where you're coming from and what you're doing. You can also try challenging your negative beliefs. So abandonment issues are often accompanied by negative beliefs, such as I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable. Challenge those beliefs. Question their validity when they come up. This is a good place to use your positive thoughts, your affirmations, and be like, I don't believe that that's true. This is why I don't think that's true. Say the things in place of those negative beliefs that you want to believe instead. 
practicing self-compassion, being really kind and understanding towards yourself as you work through your abandonment issues, practicing the self-care, practicing the self-acceptance as you talk back against this negative self-talk, as you start to reject this blame and all these things that come with feeling abandoned. Just be really gentle with yourself throughout the whole process. It also can help to build a support network if you can start, and this can be hard if you have trust issues. So again, one of these things that takes a lot of time. But if you can build a support network of supportive, trustworthy people that can help you to start to overcome this abandonment feeling. Like now I have a lot of great loving people in my life who I don't believe they will abandon me in a million years. But that took time, right? To build each one of those relationships, that took time. And you can start doing that now. If you're willing to be patient with the process and you're willing to be open to finding these people that you deserve to have in your life. But it will definitely require that you work on building your trust, rebuilding the trust both in yourself and in other people. And you can start by trusting yourself, though honestly, (laughs) I found that to be harder than trusting other people. But if you don't want to bring other people into the mix yet, you could try by trusting yourself first, learning to trust your instincts, try to do things for yourself in a reliable and consistent and genuine way. That way you can start to believe like, hey, you know, I absolutely can do this. I absolutely have the power to show up for myself in these ways. And then reach out to others if you feel that that's easier or in reverse like I did (laughs) because I did not trust myself at all. And I was much more resistant to the idea of trusting myself than the idea of trusting other people. You can also work to challenge your avoidant behaviors. So abandonment issues often lead us to avoiding things that we don't like because we're afraid. So maybe we're afraid of intimacy. We're afraid of connecting with other people. Gradually, just gently, step by step, don't overdo it. Challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone, to take small steps toward building those healthy relationships and facing your fears. That will help a lot. And just staying focused on this personal growth, on self-reflection, continuing to look at your experiences, looking at your triggers, your needs, and doing what you can to give yourself the resources that you need to process that stuff. Anything you can think of, talking with people, getting therapy, self-help resources, journaling, meditation, use it all. Anything that you can use, use it, leverage it because you absolutely deserve to be healed and free of your abandonment issues. And that's it for today, dear human. As always, I hope you found this episode useful. And if you'd like to write into the show and ask for my thoughts on something that you're dealing with, I would love to hear from you through any of my social media or through my email at corey at coreymsham.com. Otherwise, I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For Human. And until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.